Let's get into Geek's Trailer Trash. Get into Geek, a brand new show that, to be honest, we've been trying to kick off for quite a while, but uh, let's get into that in a second. My name is Mitch. Joining me, OG Get Into Geek, Danos, what's doing? Uh, yes, hello, uh, Mitchell. It's great to be here. Not a lot's doing. Um... I'm actually just sitting here re-watching a bunch of trailers, which is what we're about to talk about, just to refresh my memory, even though, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, half the stuff I've seen in the trailers will not actually be in the movie See, that's what I love or about TV you. show. Research, that's what he's all about. Uh, and we also have Emma behind the mic. Welcome Hello. along. Thank you. Uh, look, we have been trying to kick this show off for a little while in varied stages about different trailers. I know we did a, a bit of a demo a couple of weeks ago with X-Men Dark Phoenix. There was some Hellboy thrown in there. Game of Thrones come out. We didn't even talk about that. Totally but Avengers it. Endgame comes out and I'm like, guys, let's get this started. It's going to be the biggest movie of the year. Regardless whether it's the biggest trailer or not, let's talk about it. So I really do want to cover off on a pretty broad range of trailers today. Uh, I want to talk about Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Emma, you were pretty keen to talk about Stranger Things Season 3 as well. Yeah, which you haven't seen Season 2 of. I haven't seen Season 2, so I have Whoa, 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 oh, what? <laughs> How, you've, neither of you have seen Season 2? <laughs> no, no. I, I have, I have. Oh, Mitch That's all right, Mitchell. Are you, mate? It's been it's been out for over a year. How have you not seen season two? I don't know. I was I was so behind season one too, but my yeah, it's, I just a little bit behind. Uh, I'm getting there. It's on the list. It's a little bit behind. Yeah, it's like two years. I get it. <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> let's just go back to Endgame for something you've all seen, right. please. Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Now, this is Thursday. Uh, we're doing this podcast. It came out last Thursday night, uh, our time. Uh, you and I, Dane, uh, big watches the Brisbane Broncos. We just kicked off the NRL mm. season with a loss. I came back. I was in Melbourne. I'm in a hotel room by myself. I'm doing some work. I see this notification pop up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to watch this because I don't want to be spoiled anything. That lasted wow. 16 minutes, and then I watched the hell out of it. <laughs> and I'm so glad that it is still a non-spoiler trailer. We still know nothing about what this movie's about, but I love the trailer, and I love the marketing of this movie. See, I think you're wrong there. I think we know exactly what it's about. It's about saving the world. Uh, Surprisingly. Is a given. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, and then I read, did read something today about the Russo brothers who love to put things in trailers that aren't even in there. So they film different specific things or they'll put something in there that they know is not going to make the final cut just to throw people off the scent and make it a surprise when you go in the cinema. And I love that. Mm. But you do make a good point. Like we've got no idea about and in what sort of world or time frame has any of this happened. Obviously, we see Clint there with his new haircut. We see Ant-Man who's guy. just sort of lost in the in the world and then we see tony stark floating through space next minute he's in the brand new quantum realm costume which you can only assume walking with everyone else like they're jumping all over the place and you it doesn't give anything away but it doesn't i don't know i wasn't sold on the trailer really okay nah I was a bit worried that I wasn't going to be when the first like minute of it is nostalgic. It almost looks like a fan-made trailer because it's just old mm. footage in black and white from the first yeah. films of, of each of the main three Avengers. Emma, you and I were talking about in our 
demo that never saw the light of day a few yep. weeks ago of X-Men Dark Phoenix about misdirectional, possible misdirection in trailers. Yes. Now, knowing this is the Russo's, just going off what Dane said, think about the trailer for Civil War where you get the two lineups of each side of the heroes of that argument running toward each other. We didn't see Spider-Man. Spider-Man wasn't a part of the film. They just digitally removed him because half of the people in that scene were digitally created and they could drop him in and out whenever they wanted, depending on what angle they wanted to go by. So, yeah, I was thinking about that just re-watching it as well, Dane, that Tony Stark is in that scene. They all, though, look like they are wearing practical suits. They aren't CGI'd like Tony Stark's usual stuff. Mm. I want to suggest, I want to say, yes, he is definitely in that room. Everyone in that shot is actually there. That's not some kind of twist that's real. Emma, is there any chance that Robert Downey Jr.'s head has been CGI'd onto someone else's body <laughs> and that we're never going to see Tony Stark and Steve Rogers share the same room ever again because one of them's going to die? I don't know. Don't break my heart. I mean, like, it can be done easily, but mm. uh, that's a stretch. I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna have faith in it and be like, yeah, he makes it off. Yeah, he does. Out of, or out of space. Or... Well, we see Nebula there, too. Exactly, like, yeah. So, I mean, obviously they get back, but I just didn't know whether... I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm wanting to look at this trailer and go, I know that's lying to me, and I know that's lying to me, and this, that looks too good to be true, but... I just also want to accept it for what it is and go, that's so cool. We're going to have all these characters in the same room for the first time in like three years. Yeah, but are we though? Because obviously, and then the same thing with the first teaser trailer too. Like last time we saw old mate uh, Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, who was stuck in the quantum realm, right? Because everyone else had been affected by Thanos' snap. Next minute, he's at Avengers HQ, you know? So obviously we know he's going to play a bigger part in this movie but how does he get there and i suppose they're the questions that are going to get answered and i suppose the big question that we want answered is how is the snap going to be reversed and the quantum realm is going to play a massive part i think in this yeah i don't know too much about the quantum realm but it seems like it's going to play a big part because i've heard suggestions and maybe this is the truth or i don't know it could be speculation but whatever that time and space don't exist the same way within the quantum realm so they can go in there they can go back in time or that's why Scott Lang did avoid the snap because he was within the quantum realm so he doesn't exist in the normal plane of existence and had he have been maybe he would have been part of the 50% but I mean the the whole nature of time travel that's that's what people assume is that and it's got to be the case surely time travel to an extent has got to be how they fix this because we're not just going to like leave half the universe dead obviously like they're going to go back and reverse it or something because it's got to end happily it's got to end more happy than the last film but do we get but does it though it doesn't have to it doesn't have to but i'm surely they're going to like a story came out last week that the russos actually at one stage the snap happened at the end of the first act in the second film in endgame and thinking about that i'm like well how would you have ended that first film and to think that they would have sacrificed that emotional hit for a, a global crowd-pleasing blockbuster, I'm so glad they kept it the way they did. Surely they're not going to break our hearts even further come the end of this film. But do we get suggestions of time travel in this in this trailer? Because Black Widow's hair changes about three different times. You know, Cap's, <laughs> Cap's the way that he designs himself. Mm. Everyone, like, just, there's just subtle differences in the way that people look. And, and even we see the desolate cities, but then we see another city that's bustling. There's lights everywhere. There's, like, are we going back in time or is that a city that wasn't as affected by the snap? Like, there's so much to take in, but I just think it's fun to see all these characters pop up and it's it's almost distracting that we're just getting the people. And we don't even get Thanos in this trailer. 
Like, who's the bad guy? If you don't know this film, who the hell's the bad guy? What are they fighting? Like The, the thing as well for me with this, and I don't know if it's got anything to do with the Infinity Stones at the start, the whole black and white, the only colour we saw was red, mm. right? Yes. Do we think that the red stone has anything to do reality? Does that is that a little Easter egg that they put in the trailer, do you think? I did, I like, that's definitely something that I picked up on, the fact that the only colour is red, and I couldn't remember which stone it actually is that uh, that is the red one, because there's all these theories about the soul stone, like, the people haven't actually died, their souls have just been uh, kind of accumulated in the soul stone, and by breaking the soul stone, everyone will come back, I think is Ooh, the, that's the a theory. Good one. Soul, for mine, I think, from memory, was yellow, yeah. red was... Yeah, red was the the um, the reality stone from the for the oh, dark yeah, world. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, the ether. But yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I didn't even think of that because the last sort of scene we got of Thanos, if I remember, was him walking through a field with his armor on, like a scarecrow style thing. Or that could have been in the teaser trailer. Yeah, for this and, film. Yeah, and that if you tie that back to the comics, that's actually the, one of the very last pages in the Infinity. Uh, gauntlet comics so essentially have they just written they've written a whole new story for this movie of getting everyone back in the snap because that's really the end of the comic and i've never bought any comics past that but if he's used all the stones and done what he's wanted wanted to do is he going to come back and then fight the avenger because they want to bring half of humanity back that's wrong that's a a bit of confusion with the villain in this one mitch Mm. And I'm happy with the confusion. Honestly, like I said, I don't think that... And I know you somewhat disagreed earlier that I, I don't think I know much about anything about this uh, movie based on the trailers. Like, I, I'm eating up every piece of content I can otherwise, but based solely on the trailers, I feel like I know next to nothing about it. And this movie's like five weeks away today, officially. It's close, five isn't it? weeks yeah. away. Not even today. I think it comes out on a on a Wednesday here in Australia. Um so, I think we're going to get another trailer before then, maybe a week oh. out. I really hope they don't. I would love them to just say, you know what, this is going to make all the money. We don't need to market this. Just say, hey, you know what, everyone that's not watching the trailers, put it ads in the paper, it's on TV, whatever, social media posts, whatever. There's a new Avengers movie coming out on the 24th. Bang. Like, people are going to watch it. People, based on Infinity War and the way that ended, they are waiting to see what happens next. You don't need to show a spoilery trailer. We haven't seen an action scene from this film yet. I f***ing love that. Like, it's such a brilliant marketing tactic. And to think that, in a way, Star Wars is kind of following suit where we haven't seen a trailer for episode nine we don't even know the name of episode nine we've got star wars celebration coming up in like a matter of weeks and i think they're going to drop a trailer that surely they're going to drop a trailer there and that's where people are going to find out the name of the film is at the end of the trailer like the first end game trailer we saw reveal the title of this movie so i hope so we do have to move on because we've got a few to squeeze in i know emma you do have to go off so which which movie you can choose your own adventure here which one would you most like to talk about given your time constraints this afternoon Toy Story, I knew it. Yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you were very keen on Stranger <laughs> Things. I know that Very Strange. Fresh was Once Upon a sure. Time in Hollywood, which I was keen on. Yes. But well, have you seen the Stranger Things trailer? Yeah, I have, and I am like it's all jumpy. I love the eighties nostalgia feel of it, but um, have they gone too far with the story? 
Do they have an end in sight, Emma? Do the Duffer Brothers know what they're doing? I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to just go along for the ride, personally. Like, uh, wherever they want to take it, you're already in this yeah, really true. messed up world. So <laughs> why not turn what? people into monsters? Yeah, what did you make of the trailer, though? I found it really sort of sort of jumpy and, again, sort of like, I suppose we could say, like Endgame. It didn't really give away much except for that new super bloody scary monster and I think a lot of it's going to be based at the fun fair and in the mall. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the trailer did have a lot of uh, footage from this like fun fair setting I guess and there's all these little like just hints of things that are going to happen that might not even relate to like the upside down or that world like the guy mm. walking through the the maze with the gun and yeah it's like well, who's that and yeah it's just oh, so it's, i think so many things are going to happen in that season that yeah you're going to you're going to have to make sure you keeping up with it yeah they've they've done another good job of like again like a really good tease and uh, of and I think a good reintroduction to the characters as well. Um, I love the sort of relationship between Dustin and is it? I think it's Steve, the Steve, older guy. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I really love their sort of play with each other and that um, that lady that worked behind the counter with him. I think at the ice cream shop. I think that was that was really cool. So their relationship, I can't wait to to build on because that was one of the highlights for me of season two was their relationship and how they became buddies and that type of thing, especially after sort of what happened in season one with him. So that was cool to sort of get a bit more of that in this trailer. Um, but they've all grown up so much. Like, it's absolutely crazy to see how big they've all gotten since it's since it started. And I think we're going to see the relationships and see that sort of the the that build throughout the, the season because one of the voiceovers is saying, we're not kids anymore. We're not just going to hang out in the basement. Yeah. So what do you think is that referring to? Is that them going separate ways or trying to deal with this whole thing their own way yeah well from from what like what i got from the trailer is that yeah they have like obviously aged and i really love that the fact that the the show is kind of growing with the actors in mm. that in that way um what i got from it was that uh most of the group is happy to kind of grow up and and f explore these new things but the character of dustin seems very stuck in playing with toys and and being like the silly, goofy kid. And I think that's kind of his relationship with Steve is that he's kind of almost the yeah. same. So I think there's going to be a bit of a split in the group. Oh, yes. Because they, they, they'll sort of tease that in the, second group, in the second season as well, obviously, with Dustin keeping Dart and all that type yeah. of thing and not telling anyone. And then also on that, he was the only one that went to sort of like a summer camp and he was yeah. on his way home from summer camp. Yeah. So, and no one else had that, even though they were there to surprise him, which I think is a, was a cute little, um, that was a very funny bit of the trailer right at the start there. But um, I, think you're, I think you're right. I think we'll definitely see that sort of, that aspect in that group and them grow. Mitch, you haven't seen the second season, but have you seen the trailer? I was going to, and then Emma did warn me of spoilers, and I thought, you know what? Oh, of course. I'm happy to wear the spoilers if you guys are talking about it. And so far, I've tried to, with all due respect, not listen too much. But <laughs> the stuff that I have, the stuff that I have, heard, it hasn't hasn't ruined. I don't know that it's ruined anything for me sure. because I don't even get the context of where it fits in season two, let alone season three and or season one. So I I really do need to, let alone want to go back and watch season two because. 
season one for me, like I jumped on board and I watched a couple episodes at a time, but it was such a, a single story that I thought, God, I wish I would have watched this start to finish in one sitting, which I've only ever done once for a Netflix show. Uh, eight episodes well for the first season of The Sinner. I pressed play at like eight o'clock in, at night and went to bed at two in the morning and watched it. <laughs> yeah. was, it was awesome. I loved it. Like I can't imagine ever watching that show not back to back to back to back. Um, Stranger Things, I would like to go back and watch it as one sitting because it just it was just like you know ET again type thing. Um, the, the the look and feel of it in season two. Yeah, uh, I've got to go back yet yeah, do that and then gear up with enough time to hype up for season three because just you guys talking about it, dropping character names of all things. I'm like, I oh, gotta love that kid and yeah, I love these relationships <laughs> and that's what the the strongest part of that show was, which is watching these kids. I believe all four of the five of those kids were best mates. Yeah. Like they, the, the chemistry was off the chart, and, and again, what I love about that show, rather than other films and TV shows set in the eighties, it felt like it was shot in the eighties and made in the eighties in in many ways. Uh, it wasn't just like a nostalgic sort of visit to the eighties. And here's this famous song, and here's this eighties reference. It was just like, no, this is what life and times were like, and I just want to go back and revisit that. So yes, this season three is making me want to watch season two of all things. Definitely so do it. yeah. Yeah, you've got to do it. And obviously the story will, will continue on from that. But the way they have shot this trailer, it is really good. You do get that 80s vibe, the clothes, the music, yeah, um, the and, and the vibe. This, yeah, it is really, <laughs> really cool. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Like, don't get me wrong. I can't wait to watch it. I just hope there's an end in sight and it doesn't go so stupid like Lost did. Yeah. From what I've read, and you guys might be able to correct me, that the, the, the brothers have said that there isn't it. I forget the the amount of seasons that they said they would like to go for. Uh, whether it is, it was like either three or four, and they said that they did they did have an end in sight because yeah, they don't want to they don't want to drag it out either, which is is good for a TV show. I think when you when you do have that end in sight, sometimes you can over plan. I know there was a TV show a few years ago called Fast Forward. Did you ever or Flash Forward? Mm. Sorry, and it was no. the the at one stage for a minute the entire world, everyone in the world, blacked out. And they woke up. Ooh. So if they were driving a car, they've woken up, they're in a oh. car accident, you know, people flying in a plane, whatever happened, people yeah. just dropped. And the person who created the show had five seasons planned out, start to finish. He knew exactly what he was going to do with a 22-episode season for five seasons. But when he had done that, season one didn't never picked up any yeah, steam. Right. It never, 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 kept, never got going because it was such a slow build-up and a slow burn because it was going to build up to something, but they planned it out that it was only going to get to X by the end of uh, season one and no one cared Ooh. enough and they cancelled yeah. it after one season. So let's hope... Don't want that to happen. They know what they're doing. Well, let's hope so. I think time will tell. And July 4th is the date. Lock it in. <sighs> yes. It's going to be a big summer for a David Harbour after um, playing Hellboy, Hellboy in April and then Stranger Things season three. And, I mean, I'm assuming he's still alive, of course, the guy, Hopper. I, I, I don't care. I'm Hopper. Go, Hopper. There's yeah. he, I've forgotten, no, I've forgotten his bloody name. He, he is in the trailer and he does a cute little voiceover, That's but good. no one knows who he's talking to, which okay. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, this next one actually only dropped this morning and... A day later than I thought because the, the general way of marketing, they drop a poster one day and the next day you get a trailer. But they dropped a poster of Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio two days ago. Yesterday it was Margot Robbie. Bang, we get our first teaser trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the next uh, film by Quentin Tarantino, his ninth film, if you believe him, his second last film because he said he's only going to go to 10 and then he's retiring because he's too old to direct films. I say bullshit to that, Quentin. Direct until you die. And I have a few like he'll just keep coming back because he's too. I don't. I don't know how he could just switch off a creative brain like Quentin Tarantino. 
Like he's nah. a machine gun he, mind. He kind of seems like he's like ADD or he's yeah. got something going mm. on. Like he's never going to stop. Yeah. And it's so much fun to watch what whatever mess pours out of that head onto a <laughs> script and onto screen. And this one, Dane, I think you're, you're a bit unfamiliar with this so far. Like this would have been your first taste of this movie, I guess. But it's set in 1969. Leonardo DiCaprio is a pretty famous actor. He's sort of, you know, getting towards the end of his, of his limelight. Brad Pitt is his career uh, stuntman. And then uh, Margot Robbie is... Pl- I think they're, they're, those two are playing fictional people, whereas Margot Robbie is playing the very real Sharon Tate, who was the victim of... Oh, yeah, the, the Manson, Manson murders. Manson murders. Yes. So when they first announced this movie, everyone's like, oh, God, Quentin Tarantino, because this year is the 50th anniversary of those killings. And right. people like Quentin, just, he's just going to try and milk this out of the hype around the anniversary. It's disgusting. You know, pick some other part of history or pick another film and another topic. Make a film on, like, why would you try and glorify this? But he's he sort of let that simmer for a couple of months before he actually spoke out and said, no, this is sort of a... That's the backstory, that the setting of this story. It's really taking place. Fictional characters, a fictional story with that happening Around and we do see in this trailer um, the Australian actor Damon. I, I, I can't even remember the way to properly pronounce his name. He's playing Charles Manson not only in this film but in the second season of Netflix's Mindhunters. He's playing Quint, uh, right, okay. Charles Manson in oh, two yeah. different platforms, yeah. which is this. I can't imagine what mindset you'd have to be in as an actor. But you do get a quick shot of him in this, which is an interesting marketing piece, especially for a teaser trailer where you show a guy playing Charles Manson, one of the most infamous sort of twisted psychopathic minds the world has ever seen in a way, certainly one of the most famous. And you show him smiling in this trailer, which is like, oh, that doesn't seem like something we should get excited about. But there's, a, <laughs> there's like three really good Quentin Tarantino scripted lines in this trailer like one at the start where you introduce the two characters there's one in the middle where you got bruce lee i presume talking to brad Pitt. I, i'm gonna play that here i like just that like I, I it doesn't make any sense in the context of the trailer itself the story what we know of it but just the way that brad pitt delivers quentin tarantino's line i love it and right at the end we have leonardo dicaprio's character get told that he's just displayed the greatest acting that this young girl has ever seen and he cries and like shouts his own name to himself it's and so sort of pumps his own performance <laughs> while himself <laughs> is tremendously he's in face tears. he's in tears <laughs> and it, it, it's a cut shot it shows that it's close up and then it cuts to him crying i hope and if you've watched the trailer and you're familiar with the shot that I'm talking about, I hope that that isn't two shot or three or it doesn't cut around. That is one continuous shot where you see him act out a scene in a film or a TV show, cut, you see the young girl come up and say, you're the greatest actor or that's the greatest acting you've ever seen. Thank you very much. She walks away and then him over the course of 45, 60 seconds slowly reacts to that and cries and fist pumps him because I just I just can think that'd be a great Tarantino moment. But again, no, nothing really beyond this trailer about what the movie's about. But shit, I love this trailer. It's just so much fun to know that there's another Quentin Tarantino movie coming out because I think I love all of his stuff. I think not too fond of Jackie Brown, but I, I think I was watching that way too late at night to really appreciate it. Everything else I think is really fun. The funny thing is, after each episode that we record a podcast, I fist pump myself as well and start to cry. I'm really happy with the effort I put in. So I do exactly the same thing, but after a podcast, Dang no one go. comes up to me, though. Yeah, I'm just by myself in a room surrounded by my Lego. But besides that, like, it's pretty good. Emma, you said you were super pumped about this movie and this trailer. Is it, what is it? Is it the story? Is it the fact that it's a Tarantino film? Because I'm assuming without seeing the trailer that the 
the the Sharon Tate murder is that a part of this film or is it more about those two characters trying to break into the Hollywood realm? Well, I mean, going off the trailer, if you didn't know the back like the the plot of the story prior to that, you would have no idea that that is what the film okay. is kind of based off. Like, mm. yeah, there's no not really any kind of dark or sinister shots in the trailer, so it, it comes across as just like this really fun like eighties just yeah hollywood type film and i think uh brad pitt and dicaprio are just they're gonna they're gonna be great together (laughs) just that little snippet of them uh being interviewed was is hilarious so so then do you think tarantino's obviously done this very deliberately because if that's the the base of the trailer and the fact that if you see a shot or not, maybe not even knowing that it's um, Manson in this film, there has to be a darker side to it. It can't just be all happy, bubbly, matey sort of buddy film. Surely there'll be a dark tone to it, which do you think we would see in a follow-up trailer? And then people go like, hang on, what the f- is this movie about? What the <laughs> hell is going on here? We've seen these two guys trying to break into Hollywood. Next minute, we've got Manson killing well he didn't technically kill Sharon Tate but uh we got Manson like dealing with these Sharon Tate issues so do you think we'll see that because that's Tarantino style it could be him yeah it wouldn't be a Tarantino film without that kind of dark twist I suppose yeah I was gonna say do you think we'll see it in a follow-up trailer though to give people a bit more of an idea of what's going on yeah possibly I mean it depends on how much he wants to to give away I don't know well I I yeah, what do you reckon, Mitch? Because I, I, I'm just curious because the fact that he's in it, got it's got it, they'll have to do something about the murders, don't they? Or do they happen after this film is set? I'm, I'm a little confused, but I suppose that's the idea of a trailer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a teaser. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, you think about Inglorious Bastards where, yeah, okay, they were like a, a fake group, certainly in name of of Nazi hunters, basically, the soldiers mm. that Brad Pitt was a part of. And then Hitler was like a background character that you saw in the trailer, but then come to play, you know, quite a sizable, you know, secondary or, or, or third-rate character in that film, to the point where, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, they kill Hitler at the end of that film. Like, Quentin Tarantino rewrites history for the sake of the story of that movie, which I love because, I mean, once you once you hit play at the start of that movie, once you're watching, it's like everything prior to that in history is exactly the same as our world, but as soon as that frame starts, everything ongoing is someone else's story or interpretation or whatever. That's the way I look at it. So mm. it's like it's Quentin Tarantino writing what maybe he would have liked to have happened. That's Hitler getting killed by the very people that he was out, which was Jewish people, rather than some guy that, as far as we know, went into a bunker six stories below the streets in Berlin and killed himself. Coward! <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I think they will, because like we di- they didn't hide um, Hitler in the Inglorious Bastards trailer, so I want to say that they'll, they'll hint at it. I don't think they'll sell him up to be a major character if he's not one. I don't think Quentin Tarantino's going to going to play the audience you know he's not going to Jeff Goldblum the Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom this sort of trailer like this character Uh, that you know or this personality that you know and love is a massive part of this film then you're like hang on he was in it for 45 seconds and all of that was in the trailer but I think you're not just going to have like a side character that you don't do anything with be Charles Manson like you're not just going to include that name in a story and then go oh what happened to him it's like oh 
he he went off to you know um, orchestrate you know murders and stuff with his with the women he had under his control. So I'll be interested to see what they do do in the film, obviously. But I, I think they've got to at least make a name mention of him in the next trailer, not just to educate people on what they're going in to watch, but just to intrigue people because this 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 looks like fun. My, my favorite quote from Quentin Tarantino ever, I think, is him saying, "People always ask me." Did I go to film school? And I said, no, I went to films, which I love. And he said he worked in a video store, and then he watched a shit ton of movies, and that's how he learned his filmmaking. And he and and some people love him for this, some people hate him for it. They say that his movies are just love letters to other films. Like he has no style of his own; he just steals other styles, which I don't believe. I like what he does. This movie though is obviously a love letter to cinema because it's about filmmaking in Hollywood. In the 1960s, so it, it's all fun and games at the moment, but I think definitely we're going to get a, a darker tone in, in trailer two. We've got until August until this movie comes out, so plenty yeah. plenty more time for us to um, to see more marketing. If it's a Hollywood movie about Hollywood, put it down for next year's Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> they love that shit, don't they? Yeah, they, they love themselves. The only people that love themselves portrayed... more than loving themselves is Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if they're portrayed positively too, they'll love it even more. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Manson. Woo! <laughs> The golden age of Hollywood murders. Great, isn't it? Uh, you can see it happening. But look, I, I'm excited. I love Tarantino. I love his films. Um, and I know my old man will, will go see it regardless because he is a Manson freak. I, don't, I mean that like he's not going to go out and kill anyone, but my old man is obsessed with um, the history. Can you, but anyway. Actually, just on that, just a uh, side note, um, don't invite me to any more of your family barbecues. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> your dad cooks the meat and I'm no. worried yeah. where he gets the meat from. <laughs> You're perfectly safe. No Mitch. thanks, Senor Gurk. No more. <laughs> yeah, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Um, Emma's got a bail. <laughs> See ya. All right, now that the adults gone day and the kids can play, and we can talk about Toy Story Four. Yes. Your little beauty. I'm really excited for this movie. I'm excited for the film, but this is all about the trailer that we saw. So we got introduced to Forky, the mm-hmm. Spork, which Bonnie made at school, which is very, very cute, and he's quite a funny character. Um, and we get introduced, reintroduced, I should say, to, uh, Bo, who Woody finds at an antique store. She's been MIA. We don't really find out where, well, we obviously said that she's at the store, but how did she get there? She's sort of been MIA. I'm sure that's going to be a bit of the story. And then it's almost like a redo of the first movie. You know, they've got to find their way home to Bonnie again, like, uh, Woody and, 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 and Forky. But Woody's confused now. He's like, oh, do I stay with Bo and enjoy this lifestyle or do I have to go back and, and be, be a plaything for a child? I found the trailer really jumpy. It went for like the nostalgic feels. Mm. Then it jumped to something like new in the, in the movie. Like, oh, this is where we are now. Back to, oh, very, very teary and sad. Back to the, the fair. What the fair, what does the fair have to do with anything? That made no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. But- I was like, why are they at a fair? Yeah, Bo seems to be in, like you said, an antique store, but then all of a sudden she's at the fair going, this is where all the action is. So unless they back onto each other, I yeah. I don't know. But you're right, it's a very busy trailer. They're trying to, like you said, reintroduce... Like, it's almost an announcement trailer because we really haven't seen anything so far. It's been one of those... like The proper announcement mm. trailer was just the characters sort of like floating through the sky. Um, Which was... Across that the was screen. fun. And that's fun because you're like, oh, I love these guys and the old, you know, Randy Newman music. It's great. Toy Story 4 pops yeah. up. You're like, this is great. All the... <laughs> All the same voices are back. This is great. The next trailer was like the Super Bowl thing, and it was Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele's characters, the the two like um, prize bears at the fair, talking shit to Buzz. Yes. 
and then this trailer. And so it's like, okay, first full real trailer. Here's everyone that you know. Here's a new character. He's having the crisis. Okay, they get lost. Oh, here's Bo. And then all this other shit that's going on. It's just a very busy little trailer. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. I watched it for the first time with my three sons who love all the Toy Story films. And I mean, I've been watching them since yeah. I was, what, eight or nine, I think the first one came out. Like, I think yeah. this is so cool that... Almost the same age, my older son will be watching Toy Story at the cinemas that I was watching Toy Story at the cinemas. Like, it's just such a, a yeah, cool that's thing cool. to reshare. The Lion King comes out 25 years after I saw it when I was eight. My son will watch it when he's nearly seven. Like, this is blowing my mind that I'm able to relive all of these experiences. Thank you, Disney, and you can have my money anytime you want. You, <laughs> yes. you're about, as, you, as, you, as you establish world domination. Um, but that I can, I can then <laughs> share that with him. And basically, I mean, I know mm. I've texted you this before, but I'm going to put it in a public forum i am not mentally ready for the lion king live action film in july that trailer all the trailers i get goosebumps i nearly cry every time i watch them because i love the yep. music oh god i love just the boom when lion king hits the the, the title hits yep. that sound alone gives me goosebumps i'm not emotionally ready for that opening scene that is apparently a shot for shot remake of the animated original i don't know what they're going to do with the story beyond the actual credits but it's it, it's it's going to destroy me. It already owns me. I'm there. Toy Story though, I I just wasn't I wasn't overly blown away with this trailer. It's obviously made by Disney Pixar. It's got all the old voices back. It just felt a little bit like it was a different not different studio, but it was like completely different team. A new group of people within Disney Pixar are behind it. It just didn't have the same gloss look and. I know that the, the the CGI is not going to be perfected until like three days before the movie premieres because that's how these yeah. things happen. They'll be working on it and working on it. So you shouldn't really ever judge visually how a movie looks until you go and watch it. But it just didn't have the, the magical sort of feel. And whether or not that's because it was a really busy trailer or because like you said, and I you could easily say this after watching number three, but come four films, you're like, Jesus Christ, these are all about the same thing. Now, number one is the only difference. It's the only unique one where accidentally Woody and Buzz, they fall yep. out of the house, whatever, but Woody's got to go and save his own skin by rescuing Buzz and bringing him back to the house. Buzz doesn't want to go back because he thinks he's a, a real space ranger. That's its own thing. They become friends. Number two, Woody gets taken somewhere and then goes, you know what? Maybe I like this life. I think I might stay. All of his friends go, no, 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 you've got to come back. Movie number three, they get taken somewhere else. All of his friends go, yeah, I kind of like this life. Maybe I'll stay. Woody's the one that's like, no, you've got to come back. And then, yeah, yep. number four, we've got the new guy that wants like to the leave. the first one again. And, the, and then everyone else is like, no, 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 you're really important to, to her. What I like about the idea, the concept, and I feel weird that I'm talking about about a walking, talking spork, um, but the, yes. like, the possibility that in the post-inside-out world of Pixar – could we explore the idea of, at least with Woody and Buzz, they were created to be toys, and then, as we see with Buzz, once they accept that they are toys, they live and breathe and operate as toys. They know their purpose in in, in life. You know, they, they shut themselves down when there's a human yep. around. They keep up the, the charade, blah, blah, blah. 
Forky has been created. Like he said, I am meant for soup, salad, maybe sometimes chili, and then the trash. <laughs> now, was he a sentient yes. fork before he was made into a toy, or did he only oh, realize these things? Yes. What I love the idea that you, whatever you make out to be a toy, that is a toy and you give it life. It doesn't have to be this four-limbed, two-eyed, with a mouth, humanoid form type creature, or, you know, potatoes. And, uh, yes. You know, I mean, the idea that... Mr. Potato Head, really, he isn't his complete self. If he attaches his legs or his eyes to a flat bread taco, like in number three, yes. he can still function because it's within his pieces to become himself. What is he really? Well, he is everything. And I'm getting really existential and philosophical with it. You but- are a little bit. I'm starting to get concerned, <laughs> but I can see but- where you're going with it. Why haven't all the knives and forks come alive in the past That's then? what I'm talking about. So the fact that she puts eyes on him and, and a few um, pipe cleaners and makes him a toy, <laughs> that makes him something that he never wanted to be, even though he didn't want to be anything beforehand because he wasn't. What a bitch she is! <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's just the same old stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Toy Story is well in the argument. It's in the semifinals, Dane, possibly, of being among the greatest, or to be the greatest trilogy of all time. Like, they are fantastic no, I agree. movies. I can rewatch those movies yes. again and again every day with my kids if they wanted to do that. The risk with number four is that, shit, number three was a perfect ending to that trilogy. Oh, the best ending. The best ending out of it. Oh, no, I challenge you. How to Train Your Dragon, that trilogy was absolutely brilliant. Not the same level as Toy Story, but the way they... The whole story for every one of those characters went a proper full arc and had a definite conclusion. Now, I hope they don't f*** up and make another one because I really enjoyed The Hidden World and I enjoyed that as a whole, that trilogy, and they did that beautifully. Mm. And that's what they did with Toy Story. They had this perfectly planned story, it seemed like. It ended brilliantly. Then they announced Toy Story 4, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And I'm excited because I do love Toy Story, and I cannot wait. But in saying that, I'm not sold on the fourth one. The trailer, even though, as you said, I was excited to see all the characters and meet a couple of new ones. Forky had a couple of funny lines there. I'm very confused about what the story is going to be. Did we need this Toy Story story to bring everything full circle? No, I don't think so. Now, Tom Hanks and also Tim Allen have come out and said they got really, really emotional filming the final scenes for this film, mm. which so we can only imagine it's going to have all those feels about, and I don't want to talk about it because it's going to make me cry, uh, <laughs> when they're in the incinerator and the third one, they all hold hands and they're yeah. going towards the, the massive fire. Like, and that still gets me all the feels. Yeah, and I, Is I that going talking... to be the same sort of ending to this one? Well, that's the, I know we're talking about a Disney Pixar film that is, well, it's adult friendly. It's, it's you know, okay, let's target it for families, but, you know, for kids. kids, really. Like, I honestly thought in that moment they were going to die. Like, I believed what they yeah, were me telling too. me on screen. And then when they sort of get rescued, the claw, and I'm like, ah, oh, cop out, you know, like, but it, it makes sense. You don't want to see those characters die. And the fact that me, I grew up, like, Andy, I don't know how old he is in the first Toy Story, but I was like, what, seven or eight when that movie came out. Mm. So I'm about the same age. Come the second movie, about the same age. But it's really that time jump in number three where. I went in thinking, oh, well, Andy's the same age. Like, they're all forever young. No, no, no. He's an old kid who's like, I kind of still like these toys. I want to keep them around. I don't necessarily need to play with them, but I don't want to throw them out. That's me. Like, and I'm, when I was watching that, I wasn't his age, like late teens, early 20s, about to go to college. Like, I was, I was well into my mid 20s by that stage when number three came out. So I still sympathize with him because I've got a lot of ties. I got a lot of nostalgia with my childhood stuff. You know, I had a lot of toys and I'm, I'm a massive geek and a nerd. I still hold a lot of, 
you know, Marie Kondo joy is attached to a lot of mm. that sort of stuff that I grew up with. And so at Spark the end, yeah, when when he handed those toys over to to Bonnie and and was and said goodbye to them and thanked them for being a part of his life, and he actually let go of Boxed them, boxed them up, handed them off. So, yeah, stuff that I. A thing that I certainly haven't done with a lot of things in my life, I'm sure, that I was attached to as a kid. That was such an emotional gut punch. Of course, they weren't going to die in the incinerator because you needed that great ending. But I just, I, I don't think Pixar would do this just for the sake of ra- making a dollar. Certainly not Money, Disney now, yeah. mate. This year, they certainly don't need any extra cash. Like, they've got billion-dollar movies coming out, like, every six weeks. So, and Pixar's such a great brand. I know they did it The Incredibles 2, and they've done Finding Dory and, you know, the, the Monsters University and Cars 3. They've got a lot of sequels, which they never did for the longest while. But still, I don't think they just would have done a Toy Story four for the hell of it like and and tom hanks does he just come back and go oh it's a couple of days in a voice booth i'll do it i kind of feel like he i want to hope i want to hope dane that tom hanks wouldn't come back and do it like his brother does all of his voiceover work for the toys why not send his brother in to do the voice work for the movie if he didn't believe in the script you know like i kind of want to believe that if disney have done it pixar have done it if tom hanks and all the cast have come back to do it after such a perfect number three it's got to be worth making and watching and my time and my money that goes towards the Disney Corporation but I just am not all the way there based off this trailer alone you know I'm like I'm, I'm kind no. of sitting at like a 60-70% where it's like oh I'll go watch it I'm like yeah that looks, that looks fun but it's like comparing this trailer is almost like a, a non-Pixar film compared to a Pixar film where you're like oh that's just a you know that's another A Dog's Way Home <laughs> sure. you, an, you animated, see exact, an animated you see exactly what you're going to get. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and instead of then going, oh, and then all of a sudden there's Inside Out, where you're like, wow, that looks really special. And it yeah. was. So oh, I'm definitely going to watch it, but I'm just, yeah, it's not the trailer that I was really hoping it to be, considering it's Toy Story part of the greatest, one of the greatest franchises we've ever had. I couldn't agree with you more, Mitchie. It's going to be very interesting to see. Obviously, we're going to get another trailer before it comes out, June 21st here in Australia. It hits our cinemas. Um, it, t- time will only tell. I think we'll get another one, another trailer explaining a bit more of the story a little bit later on leading up to the release of it. But right now, though, yes, I'm going to go see Toy Story. Um, but I, I, I hope they don't f*** it up. <laughs> and now, just to quickly wrap things up, we, we don't have a trailer to talk about, but I feel like it's important to at least touch on it because it was an announcement, not an announcement trailer, but an announcement that was released also this morning um, starring uh, one Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, announcing that officially Bill and Ted 3 is happening. People have been talking about this movie for at least the last six or seven years as something that was coming next year. But it, it, it will come out next August 2020, 29 years after Bill and Ted The Bogus Journey which I've still never seen I've only ever seen Excellent Adventure um, nearly, nearly, nearly. so this one Bill and Ted face the music these guys are in their mid 50s they're the aging musicians that never became what they wanted to become I, I again I'm not a massive lover of the franchise I love the first film I watched the cartoon when I was a kid but I'm not this die hard fan that's been calling for this movie I think it's just because I love Keanu Reeves I love his resurgence with the like of the John Wick franchise the fact that he's yeah. now going to make a, a, a Bill and Ted 3 that doesn't need to be made. Like, Alex Winter's not out there, like, banging down doors and demanding your money for franchises like John Wick, like Keanu yeah, Reeves true. is. So the fact that he's like, yeah, mate, come on, let's go and make this movie. Like, it's going to have no budget. They're not going to get paid a lot. Not many people are going to go watch it, but they're going to do it because people want to see it that 
are fans of the franchise. And I just thought it was a really cool thing to do this morning. So I just wanted to touch on that. Uh, I'll have to start watching it. I've never seen the original. I've never oh, seen the mate. second one. So Excellent go adventure. You've got to do out. it. Yeah. You'd think Hollywood are running out of ideas. Bill and Ted are coming back. Next thing you'll know, they would have announced Jay and Silent Bob are coming back. Oh, oh wait, they hang are. Hang on a second. I really hope they keep with the, with the title Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Like, that's what it's called at the moment. At the um, moment, yeah. And I really hope they just stick with that and it's just some kind of, like, meta twist on the whole Hollywood franchise, just, like, overplaying that whole reboot and remake and <laughs> oh. reimagining thing. But, again, like you said, time will tell. Mitchell, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. I love talking trailers. Finally, we've done it. Episode one of Get Into Geek, Trailer Talk. A big thanks to Emma. <laughs> Tra- we should call it Trailer Trash. Trailer Trash. You know what? <laughs> People that are listening to this podcast clicked on Trailer Trash, and we've been calling it Trailer Talk this whole time, and only now they realise that we've made this decision after the fact. That's why, welcome to episode one of Get Into Geek's Trailer Trash, uh, where we're pretty much a big fan of every trailer that we've talked about. So, not necessarily trash, but it was just a cool name. Look, doesn't matter what it's called. <laughs> we're talking about trailers. We're talking trailers, whether they're trash or not. Talking, we're talking trailers. Talking trailers. <laughs> All right, we're going to write a new jingle. I'll get Josh onto it. He's our audio genius. Dane, thank you very much. You're here, oh, Emma's not, welcome. big thanks to Emma because no doubt she's listening back to uh, us ramble on about Toy Story <laughs> after she left. We'll be back next week to talk more trailers, trash or not, in a week's time and uh, hopefully, Dane, you can join us for that too because... Uh, oh, it's always got to be trash. Oh, and sorry to interrupt your lunch there, buddy. <laughs> yep! <Yeah. laughs> you hear me open the microwave. Get into geek.